Hey, y'all, welcome to the Blessing Broker Podcast. We're so glad you joined us. And if you joined us for the first time, you're in for a treat. If you're coming back for more, wait until next time. So um, today we're with Tammy Lane. And Tammy has a great uh, testimony and story that that we want to have shared with you. Um, you know, serving the Lord is... Um, sometimes really difficult and sometimes it's uh it just comes naturally because of the equipment that he's given so mm -hmm. um so we want you to be encouraged put your boots on and um let's go together to b-l-e-s-s -S. believe god in his promises lift up others equip others to be a blessing serve with the resources that god's given you and send others to do the same so, Tammy, hey, welcome to the Blessing Broker Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We are awesome. Wow. <laughs> so happy to be here with you. Well, I'm happy to be here too. So thank you for asking me to be on. Well, it's our pleasure, Tammy. Yes. We've we've heard a little bit of, of your background through um, a sister-in-law. <laughs> a friend of yours and um and from a few others who um know you through content film festival and so um i was just hoping that um that you could share with our audience and with us a little bit about your your personal testimony to start okay sure well um so i was not really raised to be a Christian. I mean, it's like, it was kind of known that you're a Christian, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, my parents believed in Jesus, but um, it wasn't something that we practiced. So uh, we would go to church on, you know, on Easter, not even Christmas, just Easter. <laughs> um, but, but that was about it. My mom did teach me some Bible stories when I was young. Um, and I knew, so I knew very little about it. Um, and then I grew up and I became a wild child and went through that phase. And that was, you know, I'm so glad that that's over and done with, and I survived. <laughs> so you sure did. But the um, really the reason I survived was because of the Lord and um, my uh, a man walked into we used to do a video store it was um, called major video but then it merged into blockbuster video and you know those are obsolete now so <laughs> but that's where I worked I moved to Lubbock Texas and I went to work at in the store with my brother and um, was just really living a very unhealthy life, not saved. And it was Halloween and I was dressed up like a little red devil. That was my costume because we had we wore costumes at the store and that's what I, I chose to wear. <laughs> um, and so the man walked in the store dressed as a cowboy and he had been at a church function and he asked me out and I said, no. And he asked me out again and I said, no. And then finally he got a job at uh, major video so that he could, um, I could get to know him basically. And that is exactly what happened. I got to know him and I also got to know the Lord because he was a strong Christian and he started teaching me about the Lord. And then um, six months later we were married. So, <laughs> that's all. 
<laughs> my husband brought me to Christ. He taught, ta taught me about him and um, worked at Major Video for a little bit, long enough for me to get to know him and to get to know Jesus. And so I, I fell in love with the Lord and my husband at the same time, pretty much. <laughs> so he got a job so that you could get to know him. That's what, that's what he will say, yes. Oh, and funny. I guess it worked because I did. And I really saw the joy of the Lord in him and something that I had never seen in other people. And I was like, why are you so happy all the time? Mm. And he, well, it's Jesus. And he just really waited for me to ask questions. And um, then I started asking questions and we started studying the, you know, reading the, he would read the Bible. And I was just fascinated. You know, I knew basic stories, but I really was just fascinated with it and just was hungry and wanted more and more. And so then it, it came to a point to where I was ready to receive Christ. And, um, and then he, you know, we kind of planned it like, we're going to go and ask Jesus. <laughs> You're going to ask Jesus into your heart. But um, it happened for me in the shower. I was getting ready to go. And I just said, I want you to come into my heart, Lord. And he mm. did. Beautiful. So, so yeah, there's, there's an aunt. But yeah, so it was, um, God's good. He's, he's very good. Yes, he is all the time. Wow. And so once your relationship with the Lord started, tell us a little bit about how, um, how your view changed and, um, maybe some, um, unctions you got or some visions or some you, is there anything that that you have felt that the lord spoke to you or called you into well um I, first i want to preface that i had no training in film or i didn't know anything about it i mean i watched movies and worked at a video store but i, I didn't you know have any training in drama or film or anything but once um i started you know, reading the word and we started going to church, getting involved in church, but I was super, super shy. Like I was so introverted and I did not want to be in front of people and talk in front of people or groups or do anything like that. All I wanted to do was if it was, you know, anything behind the scenes, you know, which I did love to serve and um, help people and greet or whatever. Well, no, I really didn't want to greet because then I had to talk to people, but <laughs> Um, but I just, um, I started doing, I guess God started taking me on baby steps because there was a lot of work to do in me before I could get to the point that even to start in ministry. Um, and he, he put me in this group of older women and it was called, um, joy in the morning. Mm -hmm. And, um, they did like this little missions emphasis and it was like a 10 minute thing. And then they had the teaching afterwards. Well, that was pivotal to me for me because there was this girl that I got to know and she was doing the mission emphasis for 10 minutes prior to the teaching. And she said, I'm going to be gone. Can you fill in for me? And there's probably 20, 20 ladies in there, 25 maybe. And I was like, no, I can't. No, I'm not getting up there and doing that. No. And she's like, yeah, you're going to be fine. It's real easy and blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, it's not easy. And she's like, well, you just pray about it. And, and so I was like, I guess. And so I prayed about it and I felt like the Lord wanted me to do that. And so I did. 
Um, well, then she came back and then she said, you know, I'm going to be gone again. And she just kept doing that. And so I just had to keep filling in for her um, very reluctantly. And then she stepped down from the position and wanted me to fill in. Mm. And so then I filled, filled in. And so I did it every like Wednesday morning or Thursday morning, whatever it was. And, and I started getting used to, you know, doing that. So God was like, just leading me out slowly, <laughs> kicking and screaming, really. Um, and then after that, um, there was a, a, a drama department in our church and the drama leader left the drama director and my friends um were like well you need to to do that you need to take that position and i'm like no i don't know what i have no idea i wouldn't know what to do um and so they were like well you just pray about it and i said okay i guess i will and i prayed about it and i clearly heard the lord say go and speak to the pastor and so I did, and I told him that I didn't know what I was doing, but I would, do, I would take the position if he wanted me to. And he did. And so I did that for probably a year or two and learned a ton. And then that's when the Lord started giving me um, like downloads of just things I needed to, you know, like little dramas we would do or um, films that's when he first started doing you know films and I didn't even have a camera I'm <laughs> not like well because back then you know the cameras weren't you know you could it wasn't on your phone right you had to have you know a significant camera and so I, I went and told my husband I needed to buy a camera <laughs> <laughs> so I did and I started just doing whatever the Lord would put in my mind and um, my heart. And most of it started coming when I would hear a song. So that's kind of how it started, basically. Awesome. So, so tell us a little bit about how you went from a stay-at-home mom, which I can relate to, to an independent filmmaker. That is huge, Tammy. That's huge. Well, like I said, it was, you know, a step-by-step <laughs> process, step by step, yep. <laughs> but um, yeah, I used to use my kids and, and all the dramas I do. I was like, okay, kids, today we're going to do this. <laughs> so, they, uh, they were my little actors at first. Um, I got everybody involved, got my parents, I got, you know, my, my little nieces and nephews involved. I got everybody. So they, I, they were so sweet to help me out there but I you know I was training I was mm -hmm. in my training process yeah. but um but I think that the Lord was just so you know he just took me slowly and I I'm trying to think what happened first I think I got the um biblical so I got a download from the Lord for seven short films just you know 10 minutes long or something um, about Jesus, just all, you know, about he, him healing and um, the temptation and just different ones. And I felt very compelled that I needed to do this. Well, I had no idea. I, I didn't know how to direct, you know, something like that and, you know, actually get actors. And I didn't know how much it would cost. And, and you know, well, people, are they going to volunteer to do this? How do I pay for it? 
so there was all these questions and, and then thinking, you know, once I get in there, what am I going to do? I don't know how to do it. I just know what makes sense to me, you know? And so I found, um, I, I saw a newspaper clipping of a, um, my cousin's husband, like I haven't seen him in years, but I saw this clipping. I was like, oh gosh, she's doing films. Hmm. And I thought, well, I'm just going to call him and see if he wants to come down and train me and help me do these. And I did. Um, and he's like, sure, I'll, I'll come down and help you. And so he did. And so that was kind of another training ground I went through for, for the films. Wow. So, but I have to tell you on my very first film shoot, um, I, where I actually had the disciples and Jesus, I had the 12 disciples, Jesus, and then a servant. And that was everybody that was in the scene. So I've got all these men in there and then I've got some, some crew, a small crew, and we're in a um, soundstage. And that morning I woke up and I had some kind of weird vertigo thing going on. Wow. And I, I was nauseous and I like couldn't function. I was dizzy, like to the point of like almost running into stuff. It was, it was so weird. I did not know what it was at the time. And I just knew that it was the enemy attacking me and trying to get me to stop and not do it. Yeah. Wow. And so I got on my knees and prayed and cried and prayed. And I just thought, you know what? If I'm stumbling around and, you know, I'm already blonde, so it's going to be a challenge anyway, but, <laughs> but they, uh, but I was like, well, I'm just going to do it. And it is, it is what it is. You know, I'm just going to be obedient and do what I believe the Lord's calling me to do. And so I went down there and, and did it. So then I ended up doing all seven of them and it was a great, great learning experience. Amazing. Looks like a little bit of a familiar set, Tammy. Could you tell us where you're at? Yes. Well, this is what we call our village set. And it's also um, what the Chosen used for season one. So this this whole village is the set of the Chosen for season one. And they came back for season two for a little bit. But, um, um, but I can show you. Do you want me to show you around a little bit? That's the yeah. iconic Matthew... Um, area over there, Matthew's area. And then out here in the middle was, they put walls up in the middle and they did um, the wedding out there, oh. just out there in the middle. Very cool. And then um, upstairs was Matthew's house and um, I want to say Mary Magdalene was in there. I'm okay. not sure. Uh, but anyway, here's some more of the set. I think they used every nook and cranny, actually. That that building right there was like the trading, I guess they called it the pawn shop or trading post, something like that. Mm. It was decorated really neat. I saw that one. Anyway, that's kind of, kind of our little village set here. Little, what, a, what a fun place to be at. <laughs> now, can Very you tell cool. us a little bit about how you came to use this um, serving the Lord? What's the story behind the studios, the land, all of that? Well, um, after the I did the seven biblical short films I told you about, then 
I felt like the Lord was saying that I needed to build a, a biblical village that um, others could come and use. Other filmmakers and Christian filmmakers could come and, and use it and be blessed by that. And so imagine telling your spouse that you wanted to build a biblical village. Uh, <laughs> How'd that go? It didn't go great at first, but um later on he really realized and he's definitely a supporter now but it took a lot of prayer i tell you to to convince him that this is really what the lord was speaking to me um and so we we commenced to build the village probably in 2005 and it was just really a work in progress it took a while to to get all of the buildings but in the meantime um god started showing me giving me visions of like for live productions and so in the process of waiting the, on the filmmakers to come because the filmmakers really they didn't really come into like 2018 mm. okay. it was a long a long time in between but um and you you started building when 2005 wow, wow. that's a, wow. that's a long time in between it was a long time that's a lot of faith <laughs> I know, well, and I questioned my, I was like, did I miss it? I mean, because I really thought that this is what you wanted, Lord, but, you know, we, we would see sparsely, you know, and then churches would come, but occasionally there'd be somebody come and film, but the, um, but God wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just like I was dormant or he wasn't, you know, we were doing stuff. So God was developing the live productions and we got those off of the ground and um, going really well and we would have people a lot of people out here all the time and so you know things were happening but it was still in my heart that the filmmakers would would come and be here and um and then in let's get back to the filmmakers in just a minute but could you tell us a little bit about the live experience yeah the live experiences are actually walk through live productions and so you walk through them and then you go from scene to scene to scene and they're just short scenes and it just kind of it, it takes you back to that time or into that place so you're up close and personal with the actors like we do a, the passover experience here in the village um and you're you're in the upper room with Jesus and the disciples at the Last Supper, and you're you're close mm -hmm. to them, and so you don't need to, you know, have microphones even or anything, um, because you're that close, and you and you just get to be like you're a fly on the wall whenever everything's happening, um, you know, and you see Judas and and um, his encounter with the priests and. You see other families just celebrating Passover, what the Passover means, what the Passover meal means. And it's just a great, it's a great experience. And um, we also have a little path uh, set in the back called Little Egypt. And we do um, the path of plagues back there. So we kind of go through the 10 uh -huh. plagues and uh, it's a fun, uh, more of a fun, fun production. You know, it's like time travel and so, so it's, it's, um, it was, it's great. I love the Passover. That one was the very first one that we did. And, and that was in 2007. Then we kicked off our Christmas star Bethlehem and that was in 2008. Um, and then the apocalypse experience in 2016. Apocalypse, uh, apocalypse experience. What's yeah. that about? 
That one was based on um, Matthew chapter 24, kind of an end times prophetic uh, uh, haunted house alternative. And in, in all the productions, we, we give the gospel message at the end. Um, so lots of people get saved through it or rededicate their life. And um, so it's, it's a really wonderful experience. But the apocalypse, we're going to have to rewrite that one because a lot of things came true already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to the toilet paper situation. <laughs> We had a trading club post, and this was a year prior to the whole toilet paper thing. And the ladies trading wanted to trade toilet paper. They're like, toilet paper. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. And then it actually happened. Oh, wow. I, I tuned in to a couple of them yesterday just briefly and, and noticed, you know, all of the different experiences that you have. Um, and that one really st struck me. And I thought, man, we're going to have to dig, dig a little bit deeper in those and, and see um, what you what you're talking about, because we see it, too. So um, yeah. so so back to the cop uh, apocalypse experience. Um, what else beyond that have you guys done in the experiences, the live experiences? We do the crimson experience and we sometimes it's a smaller one. Um, so we couple it with another production usually, um, but we might not next time we may just have it, but it's very evangelistic and it basically goes through the last hours of the life of Christ. We start with a short film and then um, we, we, the Roman soldiers come into the theater and get you in their, um, live. So the live Roman soldiers come in there and then you're on the Via Dolorosa with Jesus. And, oh, wow. um, and then you, you see him actually come out of the tomb at the top in our garden area too, at the end. So it has a happy ending. <laughs> see, we're not, we don't leave you just with the, the bad part, but, um, which if he wouldn't have done that, where would we be? Right. Right. Now, I don't want to experience the apocalypse personally, but no. I, I do want the apocalypse experience. Yes. So when that gets kicked up again, how do we find you? Where do we, uh, where are you in relation to Dallas? We are west of Dallas. So you go through Fort Worth and then you hit Weatherford and then we're um, on 920 north of Weatherford. So we're about 11 miles north of Weatherford. Okay. But we're actually not going to do the apocalypse experience this year. It's okay. usually in October, okay. uh, just because we've had so much. We had a lot of damage from um, the, all the rains and the freeze that the big massive freeze that we had, um, and the set got destroyed. Several parts of that set got destroyed, so we have to repair it. Um, and so we're just kind of taking, allocating funds over and trying to raise money to fix everything before we can do that. But what we're planning on doing is doing some, um, some of those set tours. We have some fun, um, like tram tours coming up that people can go on and you can see the sets and see the some of the apocalypse sets, which are really fun. Um, and then see the chosen sets and see the Washington's armor sets. And so we're going to do some stuff like that. Now, I just got a message that the chosen set has been sold out and you're looking at adding another. Is that correct? We, we are, and we just decided to do the 11th, September 11th will be, um, for the other, for the, another 
uh, tour with Jordan Ross. Jordan Ross is is one of the disciples. And so I have to put a little plug in there because my oldest son's name is Jordan Ross. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. He's, he'll be 28 in, in October. But yeah, I thought it was so funny to hear that, you know, little James, his name is the same name as I named my son. Yeah, so that, I thought that was funny. Um, so you said Washington's Armor. I want to explore that a little bit more with you. Um, if you could share a little bit more about what you're doing with that, because that was actually how I came to know you in the first place through Linda Jones. Um, I'm sure she doesn't mind me sharing her name on <laughs> on this podcast, but um, but she shared with us the you know the the clip that you have on your on your website of Washington armor and we're very excited to hear a little bit more about that well washington's armor is the story of young george washington 20 years prior to the revolutionary war so i love stories about um how people start out and kind of how god takes them from this point to this point and all the stuff in between the trials that what they've had to do go through as far as persevere perseverance mm -hmm. um those stories are really inspiring to me and and so i read the bulletproof george washington by david barton and i saw what he went through i mean it's just amazing that he survived and i know why he survived he saw, he survived because the lord protected him yeah. mm. it, it was god's providence because God had this plan for him and he had to, you know, he had to survive. <laughs> um, and he had to also teach him how to get through all of that, you know, for the Revolutionary War and the presidency and all that. So I just, I just found it um, just amazing and intriguing and wanted to tell that story. So that's kind of So where doing. are you at in the production of Washington's Armor? Um, we are 75% finished with it. We still have, a, a, you know, a few scenes to go. Uh, we're just, we're close. We're really close, but we're raising money for that too, to get um, enough to just finish those few scenes out. And we're, we decided to do a trilogy. So it's kind of like Lord of the Rings trilogy or something where there's three feature length films. So it's three in three oh, volumes. Um, and so... I'm hoping, um, I would love to get it out by Christmas. That would be amazing. So we just shot um, a, his first battle. So Washington's fir very first battle, we we shot that. That was a challenge, I'm telling you. <laughs> do a, do a, is it a battle from 1750? Um, yeah, so I was definitely not qualified for that. But with the Lord's help, we got her done. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so we're going to edit that and then um, and then just try to raise the money to get to finish it out. Have you gotten into how it's going to be released, where people can pick it up, how it's going to be viewed, who mm -hmm. will stream it? Well, we've got somebody that's actually pitching it this week. Keep us in your prayers for that. Um, we'll be praying. Yeah, so hopefully we'll hear something. You know, he's, he's looking at the streaming services, and but we're not opposed to doing you know releasing it in a theater first so I, I heard that was really expensive so i don't know we'll just mm. have to see how, how how what god's plan is you know so that'll be fun to see how the lord answers that one 
from what we've seen, the material is great. It's mm -hmm. a story that needs to be heard. It's very relevant to our time. And, uh, and it, it looks like you're really serving the Lord through this mm -hmm. story and showing how Washington was prepped and, and guided to serve the birth of a nation. Yeah. Oh yeah. He did. He's, um, he served, he served people and it was, um, the sense of duty that people had back then is really so different than it is now and how, you know, our nation is going now, but, but he was very, he had a very strong sense of duty. He had a strong character. I mean, and he made mistakes. I'm not saying he was perfect. He, he, nobody is, he, he made mistakes, but it's, um, it's a great story of, you know, God just, working in an infallible God working in a fallible human being. Right. So, Amen. Which is what he does in all of us. You know, that's what the Lord does. He just, he works in us, even though we're imperfect. And if we allow him, then he will take us where he wants us to go. That's right. If you're willing to be stretched, he will stretch you. But you know what, even though it may be hard in the middle of the stretching, on the other side of it, it is just beautiful it's what he makes it. of it. Absolutely. It's definitely worth it. And I tell you, I got stressed a lot. I had to come out of my comfort zone, major, major, but you know, it's okay. He, he takes care of you. And then you have these experiences and you can think back on those experiences of how he got you through to help you through other experiences. And if you, if you feel like he's calling you to do something um, and you don't feel qualified, I didn't feel qualified to do anything, any of that. Um, but he teaches you along the way. Like I said, he, he didn't just throw me in and say, you know, you're going to direct all these people and do this. He, he taught me and allowed me to grow and learn and then, and then worked up to that. So. Praise God. Praise God for that. Yeah. We've heard recently and multiple times mm -hmm. that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It takes, it takes time. And, you know, I've gone through phases where I feel like I've delayed things quite a bit. I could, you know, I've gone through phases where I would be, you know, not, not willing to do something or, you know, not, not relying on the Lord, even to supply, to supply the money to do it and supply, which we have to, we have to wait for him to supply, but, um, but you can do something. You can take steps in that direction. You can prepare yourself, you know, you can prepare, um, in different ways with, you know, even if you do need to wait for the money. So I think it's just seeing, um, what he's given us, what resources he's given us too. Sometimes we don't see that, um, which we just kind of went through a phase where we didn't, we didn't see that, you know, and, and he does have, he does have a plan and he has the resources. You just got to look for it. Amen. And I think too, you know, when you are in a position where you're having to rely on him because things aren't as easy as you would hope or expect them to be, 
it is a lot easier when you look back, realizing that you can't do it without him because it is all about him, not about you. You know, you're, we're just vessels for his glory and for his kingdom and for spreading the good news to people. And so there's just no way that, um, that we could do it, uh, and, and give the glory to him if it was easy. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Um, I was going to tell you that in casting, when I cast uh, a film, I've I've spent a lot of time in prayer because it's so important who we get, cast and crew. But um, I I feel like that it's it's just so important because first of all, you've got to get a great actor, and then and you and I want somebody that's in the leadership roles that loves God. And so like for, for casting George Washington, um, I didn't want to cast someone that, that doesn't know the Lord just because, you know, he, Washington knew the Lord and I felt like, you know, this person need to know the Lord and I don't do that with everybody, but um, we got the guy that we cast, Willie Molina, he is an evangelist. <laughs> and so when he's on set, everybody gets evangelized <laughs> so it's like i love to bring people together and see the the dynamic and how everybody plays a role it's the church mm-hmm. and on a film set you can so see how the church works and you know this person is um you know part of the body and this person's part of the body but they do different things and this and and then and then you also see that spiritually with the personalities that come together and how they grow in Christ on set as well. Yeah, that's so true. I love that. Have you seen anybody impacted by the story that's told or the characters that they're around? Any, any lives changed as they're working on set? Oh yeah, there's a lot. Um, I don't want to say names, but there's, there's a, a, a guy on crew recently that he's he's definitely impacted. And we do we do devotionals in the morning um, when all you know the crew meets together, and so we do devo- devos, and then we do prayer on set and stuff. And um, I I send out a thing to people involved that so they know who I am and <laughs> this is what I stand for, so they're not getting on set like oh what's going on. Um, I just I just want people to know that you know that we are going to do these devos and but they're not you know they don't have to participate but 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 yeah I think it just it is it's really um a neat experience and it's really difficult too <laughs> I said throw that in there I can't imagine what's the I would say what's two questions what's the hardest part of what you do and what's the most rewarding um I think the hardest part is you know, when you don't expect, so you, things happen that you don't expect. Like we had a fire on set and it burned down one of our sets of building. It was a, a, a cabin and the thing was engulfed in flames, huge roaring fire. And um, we were going out to shoot that day and we had two units running a first and second unit. And so second unit was over there and I was doing something else and they were like there's a fire and I'm like what and I'm thinking you know a little little campfire that you know kind of got out of hand but no this (laughs) this is really good I thought the whole ranch was going to get burned down oh my goodness 
and we called the fire department and they put it out. I mean, it's just, it's destroyed. It's completely demolished. And so the second unit was going to shoot all that week in that cabin, but there was no more cabin. So then we had to, you know, just adjust everything, all the people that we had on set for that, for that shoot. We had to figure out what we're going to do. The producers really do. They, they've got a hard job. And we just really, we had to figure out too on the script, how we're going to, what we're going to do about that too. So rewrite it and, or rebuild. Mm. So something, things like that happen on film sets and, you know, and then you get different personalities and sometimes they clash and so you've got to work through stuff like that. Um, but I think the most rewarding is I love, you know, I have basic kind of two jobs like Washington's Armor and then Capernaum. Mm -hmm. But I would say at Capernaum, I love seeing the guests come and enjoy what we're doing, whether it's they're just coming and looking at the sets, um, whether they are doing an, a live experience, whether they're working out here at another film. I love people being out here and experiencing God and, and going through the garden and seeing all the scriptures. And I just, that brings me great joy. And then on Washington's Armor, I love to work with the actors. And I think God's given me a heart for them. And um, they just, they're just, they're just, it's just so fun to do. And, and just seeing that vision come, do they just bring it to life? And then when they, they do a, a scene and they even do it better than you imagined. Oh my goodness. That's just so much fun. I love that part. Like a proud mama bear. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll get real proud. I bet. <laughs> Tammy, I wanted to ask you about where you'd like to see Christian media head and uh, why is it important to have, um, have wholesome film content available? Well, because we watch things and we need to watch wholesome, like wholesome content. Amen. And something that is going to, you know, improve your life and uh, make an impact on your life. I like the chosen, you know, it's so good. And I, I love that there's so many new um, Christian films coming out or family friend friendly films coming out because they're um, because the TV to watch now is just really it's gotten really bad, really bad. And it just keeps getting worse. So I think that uh, Christian filmmakers, we need as Christian filmmakers, we need to rise up and really get as much content out as possible. Yeah. Our friends at Affirm Films and Pure Flix Entertainment know what it means to operate on a small budget to make a big impact. Yeah. And, uh, and so it, it costs a lot of money to, to produce Washington's Armor and The Chosen and God's Not Dead and, and so many other films mm -hmm. that have made an impact and have have really represented um, Christ and, and Christianity well um, to the masses. 
um, whether it's a box office hit or streamed, it's expensive to get it out there. So, um, but there are great people behind the scenes serving on boards and, and, and kind of directing some of the, the wholesome content that's out there. And uh, would you tell us a little bit about a board that you're serving on currently? Um, yeah, Content um, 20 or Content 2021 um, is a film festival and conference that Tim Shields runs. And uh, a few years ago, several years ago, probably six or so, um, I was at one of his conferences and I was in worship and I felt like the Lord, I mean, clearly spoke to me and said, you need to partner with him. And um and so that's, I went and told him, I didn't even really know him, but I'm going to obey the Lord. So I did. And then ever since then, it's been like, you know, the Lord has definitely had his hand on, on it. And I didn't know, I didn't know he would do content out here and do this big film festival out here at Capernaum. I had no idea what, you know, the Lord was going to do, but I did know that I had a heart for filmmakers and he did too. Um, and so there's that, you know, synergy. And so now we do content out here at Capernaum and we're trying to expand as much as possible. So we make space for everybody because it's just growing and growing and it's been amazing. Um, Tim has a really big vision for it and it's very exciting. I love where he's going with it. I love his heart for filmmakers and, and bringing everybody together. And that's, what needs to happen because again in the conference there's different people like there's distributors there and there's the producers there there's actors there's crew there there's um, even donors mm -hmm. and so in March we do a um, donor panel and so there's several people that actually will hear pitches from other filmmakers and they'll pitch their project to the panel. And then the panel will decide who they want to give money to. And so this could be one person or it could be um, five people or it could be, we've had like six people before. We'll get some money, maybe it jump starts their project. Maybe it's, it's enough for a trailer. Um, you know, maybe it helps them finish their script. Maybe it's editing. But it, it, that's growing too. And I would love to see more donors get on that panel because that is, it is expensive. And that's, um, you know, that's what people need. We need for people that can invest in these projects to step up and, and help and, and invest in it so that we can get this great content out there. So if somebody wanted to partner with a specific production or with content 2021, or with Capernaum Studios, with Washington's Armor, You're, you did mention that there's still a financial need to complete the project. What's the best way for somebody to partner with you or with uh, any, any media outlet? Well, if you want to partner with us or um, be involved in anything, even you know, with volunteer-wise or whatever, um, we, you can go to our website, CapernaumStudios.com. And we do have a donate page there if you wanted to donate and you can um, specify if it's Washington's Armor or Capernaum. Um, also, um, Content 2021, I think his website, if you just pull up Content 2021, 
you can see that that's coming up in September, the first week in September. So that conference is, is coming up soon. Um, if you want to be involved in that, which is a great thing, especially if you're a filmmaker. Um, it's, it's a great place to network and meet people. That's where I met almost all my film friends is is it content. So, so yeah, that's kind of how you can get a hold of us. You can email us at Capernaum, uh, Capernaum uh, at com. If you, you know, have a question or you can always call up here. And then if you want to talk to me, they, they'll get a message to me as well. So. Excellent. Well, we have some generous partners who want to put out a match for anybody listening to this podcast that wants to give to Washington's Armor, your gift will be matched. And um, But most of all, we ask for your prayers for Tammy Lane, for Capernaum Studios, for the live experiences there, for Washington's Armor and its production. And, um, and Tammy, we just can't thank you enough for taking your time to share a little bit about the history um, of what the Lord has uh, provided and the gifts that he's endowed to you that you've used for um, serving him. So mm -hmm. it, it also serves us because it is so much fun to watch season one of The Chosen and uh, all of it. And, mm -hmm. um, and it, it's really making an impact and making a difference. Mm -hmm. So we want to thank you for making yourself available yeah. for using your resources and um, we just pray the Lord's blessing on you. Yeah, one last thing, uh, Tammy, how can people find you on social media? Because I know that that's where a lot of people go to, to find you. So um, yeah, I'm Tammy Cox Lane. Cox is my maiden name. So Tammy Cox Lane on Facebook. And then also you can go, it, we have Capernaum Studios on Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. I think we have a YouTube channel, also Washington's Armor. You know, we have a website for washingtonsarmor.com and a social media for that too. So great. Great. Thank y'all so much. Oh, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you today, Tammy. And I feel like we know you now a little bit more than we did before. And uh, we are so looking forward to coming and visiting there uh, with you and, and getting to see, be on the set right there where you're at. So anytime. Okay. I know Trevor keeps saying that too. Come on, hurry up already. <laughs> so yeah. Great. Well, thanks again, Tammy. Yep. God bless you. God bless y'all. Hey, Denise here. We are so appreciative that you spent time with us today. You know, Proverbs eleven twenty five says a soul who blesses will prosper and one who gives water will themselves be satisfied. So we've built a lot of resources on blessingbroker.com to help you be the blessing. We also invite you to engage with us on our social media through Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And now we're on all of your popular podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple. We look forward to reporting again soon, but until then, go out and be the blessing today.